are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the third and final hour of Miller and Moulton on this Football Friday. Football Friday. And it's time for Pat Kerwin. He of NFL Radio's Moving the Chains, CBS's NFL Today show. Pat headed to Baltimore, which is, of course, where the AFC Championship game will take place at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Pat joining us once again, courtesy of Pinchers, Tampa to Key West, about a dozen locations in between. Pinchers, where you can't fake fresh. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's fun to have just two games to work on all week. I mean, you can over-paralyze yourself at times. So I spent half the week working on the Senior Bowl and the other half on these games and taking a hard look at things that are important to me, how all these teams and these quarterbacks have done against the other playoff teams uh, throughout the year because that's the best schedule to study. So, you know, I've, I've reached my conclusions, if you will. What did you find out in your research? Is there is there a couple of glaring things that stuck out at you? I mean, I know you get you're big on how they played against other playoff teams, but what stuck out for you, Pat? Well, I'll start with Baltimore. Um, Lamar, his five rushing touchdowns are more than the other three quarterbacks combined because they all have a zero. So there's a run dimension that Baltimore has a tremendous advantage on. Uh, then you look at his touchdown passes. He's thrown 18 touchdown passes in those nine. Uh, games against playoff teams. He, he's superior to everyone throwing touchdown. Purdy's close at 15. Goff only throws 10 in the eight post in the eight games against those guys. And Mahomes throws 11. So we all think of Lamar as the runner, and we kind of ignore. Oh, he's getting better as a pass. The guy has 18 touchdown passes against playoff teams. Um, and then you look at some of the other things Baltimore does. I mean, then I looked at their defenses. When you start looking at defenses. Baltimore versus Kansas City, okay, postseason playoff teams, they're giving up less points than Kansas City. They're giving up less rushing yards than Kansas City. They're giving up less passing yards than Kansas City. And the turnover is atrocious. 18 18 by Baltimore, 5 by Kansas City. We like Kansas City's defense, but Baltimore trumps them in every area that I think is important. Rushing yards, passing yards, points, and takeaways. So on the other side in the NFC game, uh, Detroit's been a damn good run defense, giving up 80 yards a game. But so is uh, San Francisco. They're giving up 90 yards a game. Uh, They fall apart, though, when it comes to taking the ball away. Uh, San Francisco's got 15 of those, and our friends up in Detroit have nine. So it's pretty close there. And I was listening to two of you guys talking about it. And San Francisco's a little stingier uh, and giving up points, 18 and a half to 22. So the defenses are close. I'll acknowledge that I think San Francisco is a little bit better. Uh, but on the other side, Baltimore to me is even as good as I think Kansas City is. Uh, I like Baltimore a lot more, especially at home. But then there's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And you can argue right now they are the two best at what they do in the league. How much can those two overcome what all three of us would argue is a deeper, more complete Ravens team? Uh, Well, Mahomes has done that many times. So the answer, if you love Mahomes, is he always does it. He always delivers that. And he has. 
And it's kind of like at this point, looking at him like Brady. Do you ever bet against Brady in the postseason? Even when the team was inferior, they would still beat most of the teams they had to play. Uh, so Mahomes is always a magic man. He's not going to threaten anybody with a running game. He hasn't rushed for a touchdown all year. Um, so I think he's still that guy, but I don't think the guys around him are those guys. When we start saying Rashid Rice is uh, the, you know, come on, they can take him away. And I think Kyle Hamilton is the guy is going to be all over Kelsey. So I not a lot of teams have that matchup player. So to answer that, Mahomes does not have the weaponry he's had in the past. And Pat, you know, you just said you you just brought it up. He's not rushed for a touchdown, but he does rush for first downs. And the way Baltimore plays defense, that's tough for him because they're, they they only are bringing four guys. And I've been watching you know a lot of shows and reading a lot of things that they don't really play a lot of man coverage. That's where Mahomes can run and escape and get first downs. So his legs are going to have to be a part of it. But will they be able to? Well, when you have sacks from 16 different guys and they can scheme it up, it doesn't mean they're blitzing all the time. Sometimes they're dropping someone out and setting someone else. Uh, they're very – look, the mileage they got out of Van Noy, the starters, is so underrated and he's so scheme-oriented because of him and the way he's been trained in prior stops. He can do a lot of different things. He could be a curl dropper. He can be a blitzer. He can be a flat defender. He can cut X, which is, you know, get right under the slant route stuff. So he really has helped them. And Jadavian, it's so amazing. When you put a Raven uniform on a guy, they become better players. <laughs> Boomer used to say to me, I don't care what Bengal you got. Put a steel uniform on him and he's a better player. <laughs> <laughs> Should the Chiefs run the ball? You know, Baltimore has been, uh, it's nitpicking here, but teams have run the ball a little bit on the Ravens. It's just that they fall behind. They can't stay patient. They don't stick with it. You know, I thought the Chiefs offense looked very different against Buffalo when they gave the ball to Pacheco. And he you know, got to the edge a few times. And it was like, hey, running the football, look at that. I mean, I think the Chiefs should run the ball 30 times Sunday. I do too, but they won't. I, I have a head coach that proved I'm right. The last four games against playoff teams, these are the rushing yards for those teams. Ready? Detroit 84, Pittsburgh 87, Cleveland 93, Houston 72. Those are the last four games against playoff teams. Couldn't get to 100 yards rushing. I also think if Baltimore gets a little bit of a lead early, you know where the run game's going. Yep. It's going into the box for shipping back to Kansas City. If you're wrong, why, if you know what I mean, Pat? And yeah. I think we all have Baltimore. So if we're all wrong, what is it that Kansas City's got to do to win the game? Well, it was what David said about Mahomes. He's still a magic man, um, and he will – the more – this is my experience with great quarterbacks. The more desperate they are, the more dangerous they are. And I lived in a world with Jim Kelly and Dan Marino and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know what happens? They become the reason we all know they're Hall of Famers. They can be dangerous, and he could land up making some plays. 
He has rushed more in the postseason than he ever does in the regular season. He's probably going to get forced into more of that. And I think Baltimore, I'm going to talk to Patrick Queen in about two hours. I think those two linebackers are dying to blow him up. Yeah, I actually think Baltimore is going to bring pressure against Kansas City. I, I think they look at the Chiefs line and they say, yeah, we got mismatches all over the place. I think also, Pat, because they feel they can cover Kelsey with Hamilton. They can recover cover their wide receiving core that they're going to say, we don't need seven guys back to cover these guys. I think the Ravens are going to be bringing five and six guys early and often. Um, as long as they don't get greedy, I'm with you. Now, take a look at the holding calls by Kansas City. We all know how bad Juwan Taylor is. Seven holding calls in the regular season. But he's not alone, which surprised me. You ready for the rest of these guys? Um, Creed Humphrey, four. Smith, six. And, and Donovan Smith, who was limited in his playtime, he had four. They have 22 sacks, 22 holding calls from their offensive line. And I think Baltimore knows they can dominate. I had Paul Alexander break down the front four of Baltimore against that line. And he said to me, you know, everyone's talking that Taylor's played a little better. I'm one of them. I said it. He's played better because he hasn't g given up a lot of holding calls and sacks. But as Paul said, it's because Mahomes turned his clock on and he's getting out of there sooner. He's not waiting. So I do think that they can dominate that offensive line. And I used to love, and I voted for Creed Humphrey for all pro. But when you look at these guys, I think they're going to have their problems with Matt Abuke and uh, everyone else they put in there. So I like that part of them a lot. When you look at Baltimore's offensive line, we don't talk about them as much, but Stanley, three holding calls. The guy you worry about is Simpson. Keep your eyes on him because he has seven, and he's got some problems. But Chris Jones, I watched that game twice now. Chris Jones against the run, go look at some of the grades people give him. He's a blue player against the pass. We all know it. But he's not a blue player against the run. And last week, uh, coincidentally, he was on the sideline on a lot of first downs, resting up for his pass rush. So I think they'll run the ball on them. And it's pretty clear off my comments that I'm taking Baltimore, and you guys did too. Uh, it, and I'm thinking home field counts here. I don't think it's it's a problem. Pat, I, I don't know how, you know, we, we talk about Arrowhead and we talk about all these teams. Baltimore's really being underrated, and I think you'll see it firsthand. That was, a, you know, Houston had seven pre-snap penalties in that game. The crowd had to have something to do with that. Yeah, they are on top of it. And, you know, now Mahomes, we all know, he didn't play a lot of games. Yeah, he won a road game last week. It's not that. It's what Baltimore does at home. Let's just take Lamar at home against playoff teams. First off, he's 4-1. and one. That's just five games. 14 touchdown passes, 14 of them. And here comes the part they can't handle, 51 runs in those five games. That's 10 a game, 320 yards, and multiple touchdowns. So he's going to average 10 runs in about 65 yards. He's going to move the chains four or five times. And to your first question, Mark, if he doesn't do that, they'll lose. But I think they're going to do it. Uh, Pat, we want to – 
have the same amount of time talking about the Lions and the Niners, so we'll do that after the break. We've got about 90 seconds here. Canales to Carolina, Raheem Morris to Atlanta. I know we're all happy for Raheem getting another shot, but choosing Raheem over Belichick, how do you rationalize that? They keep people in the office one. <laughs> the ones that thought they were going to get fired if Belichick showed up. Uh, they convinced the owner. And, and, and look, and I love Raheem. I've known Raheem since high school. I worked with Raheem when he was coming out of Hofstra. He's a wonderful person. But the Falcons already fired him once. <laughs> what is this? Burden of Hansworth, the one oh, you know the story. They, they know what Belichick was going to do. I feel bad because I had a chance to be like them and snake the next situation. Mr. Hest asked for Bill Parcells. He says, I'm old. I'd like one shot. Get me the best guy. It's Parcells. Whatever it takes. They had a chance to get Belichick. They decided not to do it. He's Pat Kerwin. NFL Radio's Moving the Chain. CBS's NFL Today Show. We'll break down the Lions and the Niners next. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Our remaining moments with Pat Kerwin, part of NFL Radio's Moving the Chains. He's also part of CBS's NFL Today Show, CBS with the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship Game Sunday at three o'clock. Pat joining us once again, courtesy of Pinchers, Tampa to Key West, about a dozen locations in between. Pinchers, where you can't fake fresh. All right, we'll go in depth on the Lions and the Niners in just one moment. Uh, your thoughts on Carolina going Dan Morgan, Dave Canales, and they're going to bring in a business guy apparently to handle contracts, and they're all going to get six-year deals. It looks to me, Pat, as if Tepper's trying to model the Lynch-Kyle Shanahan six-year arrangement in Frisco. He can do all the modeling he wants. He'll fire all these guys before six years. We know it. He's an impulsive guy who's and i feel okay let's let's have a conversation how long do you think it's going to take before the coach and the gm decide we got to stick together because he's crazy i think they've by monday handshake yeah so unless the owner decides to stay in manhattan and count his money from his hedge fund and stay away from it he's going to be meddling in the whole thing he walks around the draft who did he hire? I know for a fact that one guy went in there and told him everything he thought was wrong with the team, including him. And he didn't get a chance, but he didn't want the job. So he didn't, he decided what the heck I'm just going to tell this guy what he's doing. Um, and, and he called him back to take a second dose. <laughs> he wasn't happy. He actually thought the candidate was going to change his tune and compete for the job. And he just went back and reiterated everything. No, I don't think it's, healthy and they they took a quarterback do you think that quarterback's going to take him to the promised land i well, like your answer no, well he has no chance right now though i mean they have one of the three worst offensive lines and maybe the worst wide receiver i mean their wide receiving core is worse than the chiefs all right i mean seriously is race young right now has no shot at staying in the league with what he has around him yeah so i think it's a tough situation I like Dan Morgan. Knew him when he was in Seattle. Canales is like there now that 
he doesn't have a lot of real experience. Uh, this is now the owner's still learning how to own. The GM is now going to have to learn to be a GM. The coach is going to have to learn to be a head coach. Okay. And guess what? The owner's going to think he's going to help him learn how to do it. This would be fantastic if there was a minor league for these guys to all learn this stuff in, but it happens to be in the National Football League, and it'll be a little more, the scale's a little harder to learn that quickly. All right, we'll move on to the NFC Championship game. Lions and Niners. The Niners are a seven-point favorite in this game. We were trying to break it down, Pat. To me, it just comes down to the Niners' defense is significantly better than the Lions' defense. And that's the difference in this game to me. The offenses are actually close in my estimation. Where do you see this game? Well, I think you're right. Um, when you And I did all that little work on these two defenses, and San Francisco over and over again shows up as a better defense. I will say this before we go any further. Neither one of these teams can beat Baltimore. You know that these two teams played Baltimore, and between the two quarterbacks that we're going to talk about, they have zero touchdown passes. So Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl. That's my final answer on that in this game since i already feel that way i i am looking for reasons to love detroit you can't find any you can find reasons to respect them but you can't really find them they give up more points against playoff teams than san francisco does san francisco averages 18 and a half they're 22 and a half they're slightly better detroit is against the run and we know san francisco wants to run but i'll also say this <laughs> Kyle bails out on the run more than people think, especially in big games. And he, even when he doesn't have to go back to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, he gravitated to the pass when he should have just run the ball, finished the game. So everyone said, me included, well, Kyle learned his lesson. He'll never do that again. But he does. All that being said, there's better turnover ratio with San Francisco's defense. Purdy is not running. We all know that. He isn't going anywhere. Goff is going less 21 carries for 26 yards against playoff teams for Goff. 22 for 71 by Purdy. Uh, Purdy's he, he might scramble around a little bit more, but he's not a very good player when you get him off his mark because he will try to create something. He gets dangerous with the ball. Goff just goes down. When he's in trouble, he just goes to the ground, takes the sack, and moves on to the next play. He is not going to take those kind of risks that the other guy takes. In fact, when you look at Goff um, against playoff teams, he's thrown four interceptions in eight games. He's not going to do it. He'll take the sacks. He's been sacked 20 times against those playoff teams. He'll take the sack and not throw the interception. That's who and why I like him a little bit more uh, and the maturity part of it. You can't deny it. People are always down on Goff, but he's been playing pretty darn good lately. Didn't throw a pick in the last two games against the Rams and the Bucks. Threw a couple of touchdowns, and he survives sacks. Not against Baltimore, of course, but he survived sacks against the Rams, three of them. Um, I am going to take the Detroit Lions, and I'll tell you why. I feel like taking them. I want to take them. I've gone to 30 Super Bowls. I've seen big surprises. None none more interesting than when the Rams, greatest show on turf, lost to the Patriots in a game nobody. Was it a double-digit point spread? Yes, 14. it was. This is not a double-digit point spread, and I'm a Dan Campbell guy, and I think Dan is going to bring his team in there. 27-24 Detroit. He's not going to – last week, did you see his face when he wanted to go for it? And he said, ah, punt it. 
he's controlling things. So I like the first game, 24-21. The point spread I looked at was 45 and a half. The half point becomes the killer. I hate those half points. And the other one came down to 51. I got a 27-24 Detroit. And this is for you, Trent. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it with you. Hey, thanks, Pat. I'm. I, hey, you know I'm with you. You know which way I'm rocking on this one. We just had to pull Trent off the ceiling. Literally, Pat picked the Lions. He jumped up like a cat and grabbed a hold of the air conditioning vent and held on for a yeah, little I bit. Yeah, I muted my microphone first, and you know, then I went ballistic. And that's not emotional. I look. At, I got enough things that I like about these guys. And San Francisco, there's times when you start looking at them, you start realizing they've had their bad moments too. And it's not just Pat, the Baltimore game. How about the Cleveland game? What, what happened there? Pat, help me out. Third and six. How are the Lions getting off the field? Okay, Hutchinson. I'm on St. The, Brown. No, 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 no. How are the Lions getting the Niners off the field on third and six? I mean, they don't have a shutdown corner. The secondary is terrible. They're giving up 350 yards a game their last four games. All right. I don't know if Hutchinson. I don't. I don't know. Can the Lions front four get to Purdy on a third and five? Hutchinson's an effort guy. He's not a Boso Watt guy. Do they, can do they have a matchup on defense that they can win with? Um, McNeil will win inside. There's one guy that's going to win. And once they started moving Hutch around on the big loops inside and coming up the A-gaps, he was more effective. Yeah, he's an effort player. He's a lot like um, our friend, Mr. Max Crosby. High motor, keep going, keep pushing around. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting, you know, the kid to move around off his point that he likes to throw at, you could get a sack or two. It ain't going to be easy. But I do think Goff and the boys, and by the way, when I started looking at penalties on defense, you know, some guys drive me crazy. Bosa, I love him. He's got five offsides, neutral zone infractions, and I don't really think the guy that they got from Washington is worth a lick. I'd be running at him all day. Well, the Packers did it last week and very effectively. If I'm Detroit, it's like a bad corner. I'm trying to find Chase Young on the field. When I find him, I'm running right at him. He's Pat Kerwin, NFL Radio's Move of the Chain, CBS's NFL Today Show. Joining us once again, courtesy of Pinchers. Pinchers, Tampa to Key West, all points in between. Pinchers, where you can't fake fresh. Pat, safe travels to and from Baltimore, and safe travels to Mobile. We will talk to you from the Senior Bowl yes. next week. Pat good, Kerwin, guys. picking Baltimore and Detroit. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes until the Diamond District bonus hour, a final segment along the network. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Go to our website, see our picks, and vote in our poll question. What's your pick for Super Bowl 58? Who's going to be playing? In the game, in Vegas, in 16 days. Go to that, Mark Miller, the David Moulton, floridasportsnetwork.com, and vote. I am rooting Lions Ravens. Game. No really, to me. You know, I, I should probably pick the Chiefs because of my wife's hatred of the Ravens. She will clearly be rooting for the Chiefs on Sunday. 
Oh, that's right. The Steelers fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this a this is a tough one. Yeah. This is. I mean, is there a team that she hates more than the Ravens? Not in sport. I mean, there's not a hockey team. You know, I mean, there's not a there's not a Penguin rival. There's nothing. There's not right. a college team. There is nobody that sits on top of the hatred mountain. Like Quite the like Baltimore the Ravens. Ra- you know, I went to my aunt and uncle's last weekend in Cape Coral to watch the action. They're Steelers fans. I mean, my aunt's a Lions fan because she's from where you're from, Mark. But she, they hate the Ravens. And hate. They asked me as soon as I get there, who are you rooting for? And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, C.J. Stroud's a good story. I like Lamar, and instantly I thought I was going to get thrown out of the, yeah. <laughs> out of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always anti-Ravens over there. One of the great rivalries in all the sports, the Steelers and the Ravens. Words that we never thought we would say out loud. But I think CBS is rooting for the Lions. I do, too. I agree. I mean, I I think they're rooting for Kansas City also. I mean, I think they would love a Detroit KC Super Bowl. Absolutely. They get get Mahomes and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on the one side, and they get a story that America will just, you know, run to on the other side. So let me ask you this, because I think this is interesting. Are we living in a world where Ravens Niners would be the lowest rated of the four? Now it's the Super Bowl. We're talking monster numbers here regardless, but... Of the four options, yes, I yeah. think Ravens Niners would be the lowest rated, and I that's think, a that's a rematch of ten years ago. I think you're right because the Lions will bring in more of the the story will bring in more of the casual person to watch than the Niners will. I mean, think about it. There are very few franchises in the NFL that have not been to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is after all the fifty eighth. Super Bowl. I mean, you've got Cleveland, you've got Houston, you've got Jacksonville, and you have the Lions. I mean, everybody else has been, right? Yeah. Yep, and all those franchises you mentioned besides the Lions and Browns have been around for only, you know, 20, 30 years. Right. Oh, yeah. The Lions have been around 90, and I've heard about it all season with that 90 patch on their jerseys. Well, Cleveland's been around a while. They had a hiatus, though. They did. They, they did. did, but they've been around a while. You know, they 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 had 30 opportunities to get to a Super Bowl before the hiatus. I mean, you know, they so. Well, I mentioned them, the Browns and Lions. Other than that, you know, Houston, Jacksonville, those are teams that have only been around for, you know, as long as I've been alive. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be an amazing story. Just an amazing story. And then you throw in the location. I, I mean, my goodness. Viva Las Vegas. Will you buy tickets to Vegas? Totally. I won't I might not be able to go to the game. But on Tuesday, Pat just kind of casually yeah, he throwing did. out there. He did he did throw it at you. He says if Detroit wins, Trent, you let me know if you want to go. I said, All right, Pat. Go Lions. Wow. Wow. That's when you guys could really pull rank and say, Trent, we're not giving you Monday off. You gotta make it. Not a chance. Come on. Are you serious? No, I'm not. I'm at our core, at our core, we are big fans. I know. I'm joking. More than anything, we are fans of sport. And this little ride that they're on, we couldn't deny you of that. Oh, my goodness, no. Oh, man. I mean, you know, you're 24 years old, 
and yet there's no guarantee if they were to win, there's no guarantee when they're going again, considering it took them 58 years to get here the first time. I mean, the Mets won a World Series when I was 20. You know, I'm 58. Haven't won another one. Giants won a cup when I was 28. Eh, half a lifetime later, still have or the Rangers. Rangers. I mean. That's all right. You were on a roll. Okay. It's <laughs> right. They're, you know, Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. Knicks won a title when I was seven. You know, I mean, no, no. Yeah, that was a well, and that's where guys here, and that's where I'm getting to with, and and I don't have the Lions fandom. I I don't. I'm rooting for them. I think you kind of do to an extent. I want them to win. I grew up watching them. You used to drive to the hotel to watch the Lions play. I I did, but it was it's my dad, and that's when Gary brought that up. But it broke me down a little bit. But I've seen the Wings win titles. I've seen the Pistons win titles. I've seen the Tigers win a title. And I'm getting to the point where it's time for them to start winning again because it's been a while. I will say, you know me, Mark, I do believe in the whole sports city region thing. And the fact that the Wolverines won the national title you know, you know, I buy into that. I know. I fall victim to that constantly. I'm a believer in that. In the sports gods. Yes. And are they hovering over the mitten state right now, getting ready for the Lions to go to a Super Bowl? Exactly. At which point you immediately start putting money on the Tigers to win the Central. I mean, it's just apparently this is happening. Already done. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Probably should have waited till Monday, but I like right. I, I like where your where your head's at, or at least where your heart's at. I do think the Lions match up pretty darn well. I, boy, I'd love to know how healthy Debo's going to be. Help, help me with this. How the hell are they going to cover McCaffrey out of the backfield? Their linebacking core is not good. It's all right. Really, it, it's like, it's like, not. No, no, no. Trent, don't make excuses. Just listen. Seriously. Who on the Lions can cover Christian McCaffrey? I mean, they can line him up out of the backfield. They can line him in the slot. I, that's to me. How are they going to get off the field? Third and five. How are they getting off the field? Thought, they can't cover anybody. Uh, the inside pressure that Pat talked about is going to have to be key. Somehow they're going to have to press on the inside, David. I think Purdy's just going to have to miss some throws. I really do. And that I mean, will come it, if they can pressure up the middle, though. It's all about the pass rush. It's all about making Purdy uncomfortable. How many times has he had to come from behind? I mean, I know he did it last week. But yeah, it, Trent, it, very it, impressive, listen, it, but. I mean, the Lions hadn't done anything till 14 days ago. So, you know, they don't try to tear down the Niners. I'm not. I'm not. Or fourth time in five years they're in this game. No, I, I mean, and, and they're look. The Niners are seven point favorites for a reason. I'm not. I'm not delusional about that part of it. I. I just. I think the Lions' best chance to win is to a get out early so that Purdy has to throw, and like Pat said, Kyle Shanahan might abandon that run, and then. If the Lions can continue to make Purdy uncomfortable, they might be able to hang in there and win this one. Yeah, they need Debo Samuel not to play. Yeah, they do. I, I'm sorry. That that's. But I, he, I don't know how they match up on Kittle. I don't know how. They, I mean, getting uh, Gardner Johnson back that that'll that'll help. 
David, I, I, I think he might know. he might follow Kittle like a corner on a receiver. He better. Yeah. He better. Uh, seriously, if I'm Detroit, I, I got to take one. Of, you hope Debo can't play effectively, and then let's try to take Kittle off the field, and then let's try to you and, know, and hope Sutton plays McCaffrey better on the ground. Yeah, and hope Sutton plays better on Ayuk than he did on Evans. And here's the thing: even if Debo doesn't play, I mean, I'll tell you this: objective. I'll be the first one to tell you this: someone's going off for the Niners. Obviously, they have a very potent offense, and Detroit hasn't been able to shut down receivers all year. So someone's going off. You just have to hope, if you're a Lions fan, that the defense bends, bends, bends as, until it can't possibly bend anymore but doesn't break. The other thing that I don't like for Detroit, and I so want them to win, but the left side of the Niners offensively is stronger than the right side. Trent Williams. And then also Debo lines up to the left a lot. All right, I think they're, Purdy's better throwing to his left than to his right. Okay, and that side of the Lions defense to me, you know, that's not the side Hutchinson's usually on. That corner last week got destroyed by the Bucks. Destroyed. I just would love to know how are they going to force four punts? How do they get a punt a quarter out of the Niners? Well, because if they can, they're going to win. Here's the here's I the other thing. I just don't though. know how they do it. I mean, the Lions have won shootouts. That Chargers game. I mean, the Chargers had the ball. Their last five this possessions, the they scored touchdowns. This is the playoffs. You very rarely, you know, the Super Bowl we got last year is the aberration. You very rarely get 38-35 in a playoff game. Defenses make adjustments. They find ways to get stops. Do you really think you're going to go into Frisco and score 35 points against the Niners? I can see you getting a 27, but do you really think you're going to get in a shootout in this game, and that's where I. That's why I picked the score that I did. That's why I have. San, I mean, I think San Francisco can get to the 30s. I don't know how Detroit does. They've. It's. It goes back to really simple things. Can you get Purdy to turn the ball over? That would he be threw. Nice. He threw the passes that Green Bay could have picked off last week. Yes, they didn't. Detroit cannot. Cannot if given the opportunity to take the ball away, fumble it away. They have, they've got to figure out a way, and I know it's just the obvious, but they have got to figure out a way to turn the ball over on San Francisco because if the turnovers are even, I don't know how they win. I don't. Trent, you are right, though. For the Lions to win, their defensive line has to be the best unit on the team. On the team, their defensive line has to win this game. That's how they'll get stops because they ain't covering anybody. And just some names to watch. I mean, obviously, everyone knows about Aiden Hutchinson, but Big 95, Romeo Aquara, he's been here since the Patricia Quinn era. He kind of handles the other side, and he is very, very boomer bust. But I'll tell you, I, I could see him having a bit of a day if, like David said, they dial up that blitz and get after him. We could talk about all day about how much Debo plays, but we all agree he's going to play, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's playing. How many snaps he gets is another Detroit. question. I am rooting for Detroit. I just am struggling to see the stop. You know, they got it against the Rams. They did. They gave up 70 yards on that drive. But when we they were first down away from the Rams getting in field goal range, they made the stop. You know. They got into the 30s against Tampa Bay, which allowed the defense one extra opportunity. And playing with the lead, they did get the stop late. 
<laughs> if the Lions can win the Super Bowl, I'm going to get a bend but don't break tattoo. I'm going to get that tatted on my back because that's what this <laughs> de- that's what this secondary is, Dave. I'll hold you up to it. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know if a pass defense this bad has even got. When's the last time a secondary this bad has gotten to a Super Bowl? Couldn't tell you. It's not yeah. good. It is not good. I mean, so you know, I mean, they can win. They can. I mean, they really can. But man, oh man, you know, guts and guile and heart and all that. You know, the Bucks and the Rams at home are not the Niners on the road. They're not. Well, and, and you're not tricking anybody anymore. There's there's no fake punts that are going to work. This is line it up and beat them. That doesn't mean they're not going to still go for it on a fourth down or two because that's who Campbell and the Lions are. And but, but the days of tricking somebody here, they're not working anymore. I, I don't see gadget plays and things. This is line it up, beat the team in front of you. So if I set the over-under for both you guys in the final minute of this hour, if I set the over-under... At one and a half for fake punts plus two-point tries, what would you take for the Lions? Fake punts plus two-point tries over under one and a half? I'd still go under. You think Campbell will be conservative because it's the playoffs? No, I'll go over. I I even think there's a fake field goal possibility. No, I think Dan Campbell goes nuts in this game. I do. If I, I threw I think, in... I think early... Flea, I, I do. I think early in the game, I think a flea flicker in the first half, a fake kick, absolutely. I, I think Campbell is going to send the message that we are just letting it rip today. For better or worse. As Spitz points out, the Lions' last road playoff win, 1957. Where was it, Mark? San Francisco. Hello. <laughs> Can the Lions do it? Miller and Moulton say no. Pat Kerwin says yes. Trent, of course, says yes. But everybody's got Baltimore on the other side. I'm taking the Ravens to cover. Mark's taking the four with the Chiefs, but the Ravens to win. I'm taking the Lions to cover. Mark's laying the points with the Niners. Those along the network, have a great Friday. Enjoy your football weekend. The Diamond District bonus hours next.